Hey there, Render Podcast listeners. This is your host, Cam, and I am so excited about a new episode this week. Our team realizes how crazy the world might feel and the things happening uh, between the pandemic and um, kind of this surge going on of the Delta variant in addition to Afghanistan and the craziness happening over there and um, school going back in session and maybe trying to decide of mask wearing or not mask wearing and things going on. Man, it just feels heavy. And we are realizing that we are feeling it just the same as you guys. And so we wanted to remind you guys of an episode that we did last year in April, right before this launch um, happened of the podcast, we recorded it. And it was right in the midst of a whole bunch of unknown And we know and we realize and we get emails from our listeners all the time of things that you guys are dealing with, not only business-wise that are really hard and really tough, but also in life. There are people who are experiencing or helping a loved one through cancer. We have some of you that are um, new-time mamas and dads. We have people in here that um, are losing people in their lives. We have people that are Um, having broken relationships. We have people that listen that um, listen to our podcast because it's a break from their reality that might be happening. And so we wanted to record a short episode and remind you of one of our favorite core values. It's the we choose joy. Even when it's hard, even when we don't want to, we try our best to choose joy. But we also realize that there's going to be moments that it's not easy to choose joy. And so we want you to remind yourself of that core value of ours and give you some really good tips on how we choose joy on a daily basis, whether it feels like we want to or not. And so listen in on this episode, We Choose Joy, and we hope that it helps you somehow during this crazy time. And next week, we'll get back to some more business uh, content. But this week, we just want you to realize that we are feeling the heaviness of the world just the same as you guys. And we realize that. All right, enjoy this episode, and we'll see you next week for an episode about business. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. All right. Hello. Welcome into another podcast episode on the Render Podcast. Today, we are talking about another core value, and it's the last core value to wrap up our first series of episodes. So I'm excited to start talking about it. I am here with Kaylee, who's on my team, and so I'm going to introduce her a little bit. She's been on my team for the last two and a half years and is a very vital team member on um, on the beautiful Event Reynolds team. So Kaylee, will you introduce yourself, tell people a little bit about yourself and why you're on our team and what you do? Hey, I am Kaylee Goodall. I am the Chief Creative Officer at Beautiful Event Rentals. And guys, I am so excited about this episode today. 
Um, this core value is probably one of my favorites, and so I'm really excited to um, jump in and talk about this topic. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, today's core value is we choose joy. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it for you guys. So we choose joy every freaking day. We choose a positive outlook. We choose to ground ourselves in gratitude and celebrate wins. We want to work in an environment with amazing energy, the kind you can feel when you walk through the door. And yes, you're probably wondering, does it really say every freaking day in our core value? And it does. So no surprises there. Um, that is our core value on We Choose Joy. Um, first, I just want to quickly give you a definition of um, just to kind of help shape the conversation and just kind of give you an idea of what joy is. So joy is gladness not based on circumstance. Cam, do you have any quick thoughts on just that definition before we get started? Yeah, I think, you know, if you're listening to this in real time in April of 2020, it is a tough time right now and people are in quarantine and people are either losing jobs or having to transition or take pay cuts or things like that. And so when you say it's a feeling not based on circumstances or not based on whatever we're dealing with, man, that that totally rings true. Like we can choose joy even if the world is under a pandemic and we can choose joy even when it feels impossible to. Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's a lot of things in life that we cannot control. Um, like you said, there's pandemic going on. And there's a lot in that of itself that you can't control. But even in just when normal life happens, there's a lot that you can't control. But one thing that you can control consistently is your attitude and your perspective. And that's why I love this core value so much is because it's actively, as a team, we are actively choosing to choose joy. And we are actively choosing to have a positive outlook on whatever situation we're facing, whether it's a really good, exciting thing or if it's something that is really hard and really challenging, like the current situation that we're in. Right, right. So let's go ahead and like we have in the past couple of episodes, let's take it line by line. I already addressed that it does say every freaking day, so I'm just going to skip over that line. Um, but we choose a positive outlook. Cam, what does that look like to you? Um, in the last episode, we talked a little bit about one of Brendan Bouchard's ways of walking into a room. And so that paired with a positive outlook. And if you missed that episode, I'll give you a quick um, reminder of, about what it talked about. But we talked about the fact that when you walk through a door, whether it be to the office or maybe it's, you know, to your desk at your at your house right now, or into your home at the end of the day, that when you walk through that door thinking, who can I be for that person on the other side of that door, or for those people on the other side of that door? And so I think that's a really great thing to think about and think about it from the positive perspective of how can I be a positive influence wherever I'm walking into, or how can I have a positive outlook on maybe even a crappy situation or something that feels like it's not as positive. We can totally choose and shift our mind into thinking positively, which is harder to do than thinking negatively, which is kind of silly. But I think it's so easy to think about things in a negative light and to think about things in, you know, the circumstantial state that they're in. 
Um, but we can also think about positivity and how can we generate positivity based on who we're going to be interacting with and where we're going to be. That's so good. I, I think it's so important to think about things in a positive outlook, especially when you're working with a team. And if you are a leader, you know, you, you set the tone of what the the outlook is on different situations. And so um, choosing to have a positive outlook is so good and is so helpful in fostering joy within your team and in within yourself. The next line says, we choose to ground ourselves in gratitude and celebrate wins. And one thing I love about this is that in order to practice choosing a positive attitude, you kind of need some sort of basis to get you there. Like it's kind of like you said, it's hard to think positively. It's harder than just having a negative thought. And so um, you have to kind of practice that. And I think what's so great about this next line is that practicing gratitude and celebrating things gets you it's it's like impossible not to be positive and to be joyful when you are grounded in gratitude and you're celebrating um you have been practicing gratitude for quite some time now um why don't you talk about that and what you do yeah of course so i um actually have what's called the start today journal and it's a journal that rachel hollis in the hollis company has put together under their brand start today And everyone on our office team actually has one of these journals and we all do them. I do mine every single day. Sometimes I've skipped. So, you know, life gets busy. (laughs) Um, But the whole thing is all about every single morning when you wake up, choosing to start your day with gratitude and gratitude with the small things. Not necessarily, you know, I'm grateful I have a family or I'm grateful I have you know, a job or a house, but being truly um, looking for the small things that we can be grateful for, like I'm thankful there was no traffic on the way to work today or, you know, something that shows up often in my uh, gratitude practice is I'm grateful that, you know, right now I'm getting the moments to play trains with my son in the mornings when I would typically be commuting or I'm grateful for sweet cuddles at night with my babies And so finding the little moments in your days that you can be grateful for that you often take for granted, that is paired with some goal setting that she guides you through. So thinking about your goals, and I think we talked about this a little bit in one of our other episodes, but we talked about goal setting and we talked specifically about writing your 10 goals for the next 10 years in the mindset that they've already happened. So instead of saying, you know, I want to be an exceptional wife instead saying I am an exceptional wife because you're telling yourself that's true and it encourages you to seek after that goal. And so, but it starts with gratitude. I think it's important to start your place in a gratitude state and being grateful for the things that we often take for granted and really writing them down and mentioning them um, and then getting into our day. Instead of, you know, waking up in a fog after hitting snooze 50 times or, you know, having a, you know, bad morning with your kids because they're arguing with you or something like that. But starting your day with gratitude and grounding yourself in true gratitude, gosh, it will change your entire day. It will change the outlook that you have on life and the outlook you have with whatever situation you're going through because you can remember back to that morning routine of what the things that you are grateful for 
and then try to look for those things throughout the day so that, you know, tomorrow morning when you do your gratitude practice, you can remember what you are grateful for. And so when you are grounding yourself in those, it gives you the opportunity to look for gratitude. It gives you the opportunity to say, you know, I sometimes take this for granted, but I'm so thankful that, you know, right now there's no traffic on the road. So if I do need to go to the office, gosh, I can get there in 30 minutes instead of an hour and a half. So just looking for those small little pieces of gratitude. I do it every single morning. Asterix, there's some mornings that I don't, but most mornings I do it. And it totally sets my day up in a way that makes me grateful instead of, you know, thinking about my to-do list or email or anything like that. Yeah, I um, practice gratitude a little bit differently, but I notice that um, when I don't practice gratitude in the morning, when I'm reading and um, getting ready that the rest of my day, it's so much harder to like really see those moments, like you said, throughout the day. And I have a tendency to drift towards kind of being in a negative funk or just kind of like going throughout my day without really being present where I am and being grateful for what I have. And so, um, yeah, I love the practice of gratitude. And one way that we do that as a team in our company is we have um, weekly team meetings. And Cam had the idea to include gratitude into our team meetings, which I think was just perfect for our team and just really fostering the community that we want and really implementing choosing joy within our team. Um, And so each person will go around and just say one thing that they're grateful for. And it can either be something they're grateful for at work or at home. Um, But it just gives everyone just a sense of what they're grateful for. And it reminds them if they're not practicing gratitude, that there are things to be grateful for. And on top of that, while we're talking about our team meetings, um, we also celebrate wins in our meetings. And how that is done is similarly to the gratitude practice, we will go around and um, each person will say a win that they want to celebrate in their position. And so a lot of times you don't really get recognized for something that you are working hard on or excited about um, because everyone else is working in tandem with you. And so this is a sense for everyone to kind of like Cam likes to say, toot their own horn for a minute. And um, I love (laughs) Does nobody else say that? Toot your own <laughs> I'm horn? sure they do, but I just think it's funny when you say it. Um, but yeah, everyone goes around and they say what they are celebrating. And it's so fun to, um, in the meeting, get to hear from people who probably normally wouldn't ever just speak up and say like, oh yeah, this is something that I'm really proud of because they are a little bit more introverted or um, like to kind of, you know, stay in the warehouse and do their work in the warehouse and they like to celebrate other people and they don't really celebrate themselves. And so it's fun um, to get to hear what people are proud of and to get to celebrate that with people. Um, I love it when John and Reggie share because it just makes me so happy. I'm like, oh, I love that you are so excited about the bar that you just completed. (laughs) Or um, when Jade says that she had a great call with someone, I just, I love hearing about what is meaningful in, in everyone's jobs because it's so different. I, I what if I was in their position, my celebratory win probably wouldn't be the same. So it's really fun. I don't know if you what you think about that, but yeah, um, I love it. Yeah, toot your own horn, as I say. Toot, toot your own horn. It's a time for people to toot their own horn. Oh, I'm gonna have to go ask some people if they recognize that term now. <laughs> 
I'm sure. I I recognize it. I just think it's funny when you say it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I love that we do that in our team meetings because it does give us a chance that even if it did go unrecognized that, hey, you know, I'm really actually proud of this thing that I did and I want you guys to know about it. And, and it's not in a way to make yourself look better than somebody else, but it's just a way to feel like you're celebrated and feel like that little thing that you did, whether it be little or big, that, you know, people know about it. Because I think sometimes... Um, we go about our lives and we just do things on routine. We answer emails or we have phone calls with clients or we have um, a bar that we've made or something like that. And it just feels like normal work. And so sometimes we do take those things for granted and we don't celebrate them. And so we want to create an environment where our team members can tell us about the things that they're excited about and the things that they've done well, so that we can celebrate those things, whether it be that, you know, the the truck that we drive is clean and they cleaned it out. Man, that is worth celebrating. <laughs> but really thinking about how can you encourage your team to actually celebrate their wins and then come together as a team and celebrate them all together. I think it's really important. Yeah. And I think since we've started doing that, it's begun to create a culture where everyone's more excited to share what they're doing. Um, Because I know for a while for me, I um, was working hard and doing things and on, you know, conversations on the side, I would say something like, yeah, I just completed this and I'm really excited about it. But I wouldn't often just like put it out there because I um, wanted to celebrate everyone else. Um, And so now it's, it's nice to have a space to where it is okay for me for a moment to say like, no, I actually am really proud of this. And I really want to share it with you because everyone else is really excited to celebrate that as well. And so even if you're a person who generally doesn't toot their own horn, um, this is a great practice to really kind of get everyone comfortable with doing that because it is really important to celebrate wins, no matter how big or small they are, because it just, it really, it changes your job from something that you do to something that you're excited about. And so um, it kind of changes your outlook and it it gives you the ability to have a positive outlook on the work that you're doing day in and day out. Right. Even if it seems too small to be celebrated. Yeah. <laughs> like a clean truck. I'll have a dance party for you. Yes. <laughs> Um, Another way that we celebrate or a way that we celebrate wins at work is we have dance parties. And right now we're having (laughs) virtual dance parties, um, but we'll throw on a um, quick song and dance it out. And it's fun to see. I love to dance. So for me, it comes very naturally, but it's fun to see others who maybe don't love the (laughs) idea of public dance parties but are willing to do a little stretch or um, a little finger movement, you know. um, Like John's uh, stretching while we do dancing. Yeah, it is not not an actual dance. I remember when we first introduced our dance parties to the guys, John was like, "Uh, what do I do? I guess I'll stretch. I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. And we're like, just let loose, just have fun and dance. And he was like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to stretch. I truly, I truly wish we had a video of that. For yes. Dance it was great. That would have been 
amazing to just remember yes. and reflect on. <laughs> it was so fun. John, if you're listening to this, we love your stretch dance moves. They're great. <laughs> yes. Continue to bring those into the dance party. Yes. In fact, if you want to have a dance party with us virtually, I think you can go to our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And you can see one of our dance parties when we were super excited about the launch of this podcast. So if you go to YouTube, I'll put the link in the show notes here for you to go do that. But you can just pop that little video on and have a little dance party with us virtually. Then you don't have to dance by yourself because you might be at home listening to this and you might be by yourself. So enjoy that video. (laughs) I um, have some of my greatest dance moves in that video. Yes. Enjoy. It was great. Are there any other ways that you like to celebrate wins either at home or at work? Hmm. I'm not very good at actually celebrating wins because I just go about normal life. It's like one thing after the other. But Kaylee, you're really great at actually reminding me to celebrate wins. In fact, last week you told me I need to take um, half a day off. And so I actually am going to do that. I'm going to go lay out and and get a little tan working. But, um, gosh, you're so good at it, and you remind me oftentimes to to actually celebrate something and take a breather. I am naturally the kind of person who just moves on to the next thing. It's like a list. Like, okay, great. Launched a podcast. All right, what am I doing next? What emails do I have to respond to? What is the next thing to do instead of truly taking a moment and celebrating that and, you know, taking a moment to breathe? And so I am not great about it, but when I do, or when I'm reminded so graciously, you know, we, I will take a little break off of work or I'll take, um, an evening and see if I can go like recently, my mom had bought me and some of my brother's girlfriends and fiancés, um, this little paint by numbers thing, um, which actually somewhat stressful because there's so many little numbers but it's just a chance to relax and take a moment um to not focus on work and so you know that might look like a bubble bath or it might look like taking a day off work and celebrating or it could be going to the ice cream shop and getting your favorite ice cream for an evening or you know whatever it is that makes you feel celebrated or However you like to celebrate, whether it be a dance party or an ice cream scoop, man, you actually do that. (laughs) Actually carve out some time to do that. Hey there, popping in here real quick to tell you one last time about that mini course that we've mentioned a couple times so far. So you have heard a little bit about it. You've heard about our core values and now is your chance to take our mini course that we've used for you. It's priced at $97, and by subscribing to this podcast, you can get a discount code of $20 off using the code TheRenderPodcast so that you can take that mini course at a lower price. We hope you've seen value in these episodes, and we'd love for you to take that course. We have a three-lesson series about the mini course, and included, you get access to our mini course community group on Facebook. Join other students who have taken some of our other mini courses. All right, friends, it'll be in the show notes after this episode, and we'll see you there. All right, back to the episode. Yeah, I think it can be so easy to just move on to the next thing and and to, to just move past like the little things that we do, but the little things add up to big things and and it's important to really reflect on those things and to just 
be proud of the work that you're doing. Um, because if you just get into a rhythm of just do, 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 at, at some point you're going to get burned out. And at some point you're going to get tired of doing the thing that you most enjoy doing. And so I found that celebrating, whether it's like you said, going to get a scoop of ice cream, or maybe it's taking a really big trip with your family um, or friends, like one or the other, uh, it helps you to stop and reflect and to be grateful and to, again, practice gratitude. So I love how the two go hand in hand, uh, just gratitude and celebrating. And I I hadn't really thought about this before until you said this, but um, I know, like you said, that you um, struggle to celebrate wins. And so I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there who struggle with it as well. And so um, I, I'm really grateful that I get to be that for you to tell you to kind of like, hey, let's, let's celebrate this. Um, but if you're someone who's like Kim and just really struggles to just like stop and to, um, to celebrate, maybe you can ask a friend to be that person for you to remind you of like to celebrate. Maybe they can text you um, once a month or once a quarter or whatever you want and just ask like, Hey, what's something worth celebrating this week or this month or this season? Um, and it's an easy way to, to prevent yourself from burning out and to just keep going, going, going. Um, and I think it's, it's better to celebrate with other people and to celebrate multiple things. Like my husband and I were talking, um, the other night and we were talking about like, okay, what are we going to do when this season is over with? Like, this has been a hard season. I'm sure it's been hard for you listening. There's just a lot of things happening that no one really knows about um, what's coming next, but it's fun to think about like what we'll do at the end of this season to celebrate, because even though it was hard, it's worthy of celebrating because we've grown in this season and we've been pushed and we've done hard things in this season. And so we were just dreaming about like what we're going to do at the end of this. And what we're going to do is we're going to get together with family and we're going to host like this really intimate gathering um, of people because we've missed our people. And um, I have gotten (laughs) all of these cookbooks and I'm going to cook and I, I'm going to make cocktails because apparently I make one of the best cocktails ever, said my husband last night, which was awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm very excited. <laughs> What's about in it. your cocktail? It was a French 75, which is nothing that oh. special, but he was like, this is the best thing I've ever had. Maybe that's quarantine <laughs> speaking. I don't know, um, but it made me very excited to share it with our people. And and so it's just fun. Like maybe maybe today you can dream about what you're going to do at the end of this season to celebrate. Um, And maybe it's a simple way for you to choose joy today. But yeah, and so I just, um, let's let's go to the next sentence, which is, um, we want to work in an environment with amazing energy, the kind you feel when you walk through the door. What does that look like at work for us? Um, I think it's the way that we choose a positive outlook and the way that we look for gratitude and how we show up. I think the energy is produced by people. It's not just thing that exists. It's what is the combination of the culture of your team and how you show up. And so there is a quote, not sure if it's by Brendan Bouchard or someone else, but um, the quote says, a power plant doesn't have energy, it generates energy. And so if you think about it, a power plant in the middle of nowhere or maybe in your neighborhood, it doesn't just exist and have energy just flowing out of it. 
it generates it. It generates it by windmills or it generates it by solar. It generates it by whatever, you know, power plants generate. I don't really know. I'm not an energy expert, but (laughs) it generates it based on other elements. It generates it based on things that are not controlled by the power plant itself. And so if we think about that in ourselves, Man, we show up by generating energy because we've chosen a gratitude outlook. We've chosen positivity. We've chosen to have a better attitude when we show up than having a negative attitude. And so I think that's so important is that energy just doesn't happen. It's not just something that exists somewhere um, outside of maybe the outlet at your office, Um, but you have to generate it. And so if you want something that feels like um, energy when you walk through the door, gosh, we have to be existing as power plants, as people who have the energy. And it takes practice to get there. And it takes uh, work to do that and processes set up and, and how you um, set your office up or set up whatever area that people are walking into. I mean, you have to prep for it and you have to set it up and you have to generate that, whether it be encouragement to your team or whether it be um, everybody shows up with um, taking care of themselves first and their mindset and getting them to a place where they do feel truly energetic and joyful. And that's not to say that every single day that you are at the office is truly filled with energy. There are moments in life where we need to be still. There are moments in life where we need to take a breath or someone's dealing with something hard. And so we need to have those moments where it might not be as energetic as our dance parties look like. (laughs) But um, knowing that we can generate that energy, gosh, is so important because it doesn't just exist. You have to work at it. It takes hard work to get energy to be there um, in continual work. You can't just say, hey, I'm going to generate this energy this one time and it's just going to exist. No, you have to continue to work at that culture. And culture is made up by the people who are in your company, in the camaraderie that you set up. And so what does your culture look like and how can you generate as much energy so that when you do have clients walk through your doors or vendors or planners or um, you know, an electrician to fix something, that they feel like they are truly in a energetic and happy environment versus walking into um, something that's not energetic. Yeah, I think a lot of people are trying to navigate how to implement things that they do on a day-to-day basis now that everything is virtually and teams are meeting over Zoom and um, everything like that. So do you have any ideas on how people could implement creating an environment and this sort of energy that you're talking about online? Um, One thing that I've been doing during this time where it's hard to be energetic is choosing to be energetic, choosing to get ready in the morning, choosing to put on my makeup and put on a cute outfit even when I don't feel like it. I don't know if you saw my Instagram story post last Friday, but I put my makeup on, I curled my hair, I put on a cute outfit and took a photo and was like, even when I don't feel like getting ready for the day, I still do. Or I chose to anyways. Um, And so it's a silly little post, but, you know, choosing to get ready in the morning, choosing to 
Like for you, Kaylee, you put tennis shoes on. I still have my slippers on, even when I have a cute outfit on, um, because no one can see my feet. But um, whether it be you put on tennis shoes, or you do your hair, or you do your makeup, or you get ready with a cute outfit like you would go to the office in, whatever that looks like to you, it does not have to look like how I do. It does not like look have have to look like Kaylee and putting tennis shoes on. It can look like whatever it makes you feel to be energetic. But I think sometimes, and I've heard this from almost everyone um, who is working from home, is that when they stay in their pajamas all day or they don't do their makeup or they don't brush the hair or anything like that, that it just feels like a Saturday or a Sunday or it just feels like a day off. And so it's harder to get productive and it's harder to generate that energy because you're still in that that state of mind. That's why you wear jammies at night and not your normal clothes because you're trying to relax for the evening and and get into a mood of going to sleep. And so I think if you are wanting to generate power and energy during the season, then it ta- it it looks like what does that look like for us personally? Does it look like putting on a blazer or on top of your jammies or something? But what does it look like to you to generate energy at home? while you're on a Zoom call. Yeah, I like what you're saying. What I'm hearing you say is that it takes effort and that that effort is worth working towards because the output is just so much better than the opposite of just being in your pajamas and just having a very slothful day. And so that's a good reminder. While we're on the topic of just ways to either create positive energy or just choose joy. It was interesting to me to find out that laughter is proven to reduce stress levels. Um, If you don't believe that, science has proven it. And so it is worthy of spending some time during your day if you're really struggling to be joyful or to be positive, to find some ways to laugh. I'm really, really loving some good news right now. Um, John Krasinski is just doing a great job of just putting really good stories together he I mean he's not creating the content but he's just finding it and putting it out there and so uh, often on uh, whenever an episode comes out at lunch I'll watch it and I'll laugh and I'll cry some happy tears because it's just so sweet to remember that there is so much goodness happening in a hard season I I also I we don't have live tv right now but Thank goodness for Hulu having America's Funniest Home Videos on Hulu because we've been watching that and the ridiculousness of people is just so great. And I'm really glad that there are cell phones to capture moments like that. Um, But is there anything making you laugh right now? Gosh, a funny video goes a long way. Um, my family, I have three brothers and mom and dad, and we have um, a group text called Fam Bam. And then we have a group text with all my aunts and uncles and stuff called Ultra Fam and, um, or Ultra Fam Bam or something like that. And almost every day, somebody in those text messages, whether it be the six or seven people in the Fam Bam or the 20 some odd people in the Ultra Fam Bam. Um, we will all, you know, post a funny GIF or GIF or however you say that word or a video or like something funny to make each other laugh. My family has always been joyful and laughter has been a big thing. I remember when I was younger, my aunts and uncles and my mom and dad, you know, when we were real young, they would play this silly little game and they would like say a movie quote 
from a movie and then the other people would have to guess what movie that came from. And so quotes from Sweet Home Alabama came up quite often. And so it was just funny. And then we'd all laugh and we'd all have fun and like quote more quotes from that same movie or maybe another one or, or something like that. And so we're trying to, you know, everyone is struggling with this. I have family members who are also small business owners whose businesses are being affected by this. And so we're all feeling it. And, you know, it's just so fun to, you know, see those and, and to have fun and to have a moment of joy. And so if you have a fam bam text or something like that, maybe you'd start that train of, of those texts going around. But even if you don't, maybe find a group of people who um, are in the events industry or in whatever industry you're in and start a group text and say, hey, want to find a little joy? Let's, you know, do this silly little thing. So that's something that's currently um, bringing me some laughter. My family is really great at finding the silliest, most ridiculous little gif things <laughs> out there. And it's awesome. That's a, that's a really good reminder to just remember that we're not the only ones struggling and that there are other people that need joy in their life right now. And so um, even if you're struggling to find joy, maybe if you made it your project to extend joy to other people, maybe that would help you produce more joy in your life. And so I love that idea of just like starting that thread of joyful laughter um, between your friends and your community, or maybe even just people in your network of businesses that you're surrounded by. But that's so good. Is there any other things that you want to talk about when it comes to choosing joy? Um, I feel like we've covered it really well. You know, the thing, the like top things that we do as a company is we have our dance parties, which are so fun. Again, you can go find that on YouTube and have a dance party with us. Um, but we also work on that gratitude and we work on the mindset that we bring into being with each other, being that of positivity and gratefulness. And then we just try to produce some sort of laughter or fun, um, not only within within our teams, but outward facing as well with other network people that we've met over time or whether it be with our family or something else. But having that natural, authentic fun and silliness, um, I think are some different ways that we are are generating that internally. So you know, I think we've given some great examples and um, I challenge you guys who are listening to this to go out and produce some joy and produce some laughter um, or share something that you have found somewhere with maybe someone who needs to hear it. That's awesome. Well, here's to choosing joy, friends, and here's to spreading joy. Yes. Well, thanks, Kaylee, for joining in on this one and leading the conversation around joy. So important. So, all right, listeners, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.